1: Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm now working on my next book. The title will be Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue, I like to call them the fatigue factors, and in this book I'll explain 8 of the 14 and how they specifically relate to men. And of course I'll include my own personal fatigue story along with 4 or 5 other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready later this year so keep an eye out for it. That's it for housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about this week's show because my special guest is Tom Maltaire. Now, Tom has a master's in nutrition, and he's a certified functional medicine practitioner. Tom and his wife, Allie, published the Gluten-Free Whole Life Nutrition Cookbook, and that was over eight years ago, and they, they are experts in food sensitivities for over 10 years now. Their newest book is The Elimination Diet, Discover the Foods That Are Making You Sick and Tired and Feel Better Fast. Tom, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show.
0: Carrie, it is such an honor. Thanks so much for having me.
1: So, Tom, I'm really excited about talking to you today about elimination diets because well, you and I, I'm sure we have similar mindsets here, that food is your best medicine. Yeah. It's either yes. your poison or it's your best medicine.
0: That's right.
1: And um, when it comes to finding food allergies and food sensitivities, really, the elimination diet is considered the best way to do it.
0: Yes, it is considered the gold standard. You know, the reality is, uh, like you, uh, I have found out early on in my career that when people have food reactions, it's probably the thorn in their side that's keeping them from feeling better. Whether it's the skin conditions, whether it's the mood issues, whether it's the gastrointestinal problems, whatever it is they're suffering from, when they change their food, they change their symptoms. So, you know, it's been wonderful. I mean, early on in my career, I thought, oh, I'm going to run everybody through all these labs, working with a group of physicians here locally. And we put everybody on these IgG, IgE panels. And we put Alcat panels. and We put all these different test panels out there, Cyrex, whatnot. And some of the results were fabulous. And some of the results were incredibly far off from where a person was. So the tests would come back that, you know, it was negative that they didn't have a response to corn or soy or wheat. And yet every time they ate those foods, they got a rash on the right side of their face. They got terrible fatigue or they got, you know, horrendous diarrhea. Whatever the case was, the lab wasn't necessarily dictating what was actually happening with that particular person. And they were frustrated because it was like, well, but the lab, but the, the lab says this and what, what you know, what, what's going on? And I would say, oh, well, you know, there's one lab that never lies. <laughs> and I like that, yeah. And that's your body. So, you know, if you are eating a particular food and you're having a particular symptom over and over again, I don't care what your doctor says. I don't care what your lab says. I don't care what anybody in the world says. Your body is telling you something. It's saying when you consume that particular food, you're having something happen to you that you don't enjoy. So let's take the food out for a while. And then you know what happens Carrie, you know this. People get Is better. It, that's right. People get so much yeah. better. And yeah. it's 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 miraculous. You know, if it's if it's the migraines, it's happening within three to five days. If it's some of the skin conditions, it may take a couple of weeks. If it's chronic fatigue, if it's fibromyalgia, if it's some autoimmune condition like Hashimoto's I've seen variations. Sometimes it takes nine days. Sometimes it takes two months. It depends on the the person and what's going on with them and what else is happening. You know, I mean, are they under stress? Do they have terrible digestive issues and they need some help with enzymes or whatever? There's lots of different other factors. And I explain all these in my book, The Elimination Diet. But the reality is the vast majority of people get better and they get better fast. And that's so wonderful to see. You know, so many people are losing hope. And they're out there and they're taking non-steroid anti-inflammatories to lessen their back pain and their joint pain and their headaches. And unfortunately, we now are seeing in the literature, did you see that coming out on July 7th of this year? How we now have the FDA saying there is a solid warning on all NSAIDs, a solid warning, whether it's your Aleve or your ibuprofen or your Motrin. It says, starting on day zero, meaning the first day that you start taking this med, you have an increased risk for cerebrovascular, cardiovascular disease. So you might have increased for stroke or heart attack because you're taking these anti-inflammatories. And so many people are in pain. You know, it's one of the top ten causes people see a physician, right, is, is back pain. Isn't that interesting? And so many people are in pain... And they're coming in they're saying, oh, my gosh, my pain is caused by me not having enough medication. (laughs) And I'm like, no, that's not where your pain comes from, silly. Your pain comes from something irritating your immune system. You have your immune cells secreting chemicals that elicit a pain response. And if you can calm down your immune system, if you can calm down that inflammation, that situation of being on fire – then you could get rid of your pain. This is the weird thing, Gary. I'm, I'm seeing all these people who are on all these heavy medications for their back pain, their trigger finger, their carpal tunnel, for their shoulder injuries, whatever the case is, and they're not healing, right? They're just not getting any better. And my gosh,
1: I don't know if you've seen the literature on vitamin D and pain, nociception. Oh, on- yes. There's yes. A, there's a ton of research saying that vitamin D deficiency is a very common cause of chronic pain. And guess what I see? When people have food sensitivity
0: reactions, they're often deficient in vitamin D. They're not absorbing a lot of the D that they're taking uh-huh. via supplements and in yeah. the diet. Yeah, and they're having some chemical issues that are actually degrading the D. So there's lots of these interplays that people don't expect. Uh-huh. But you know, I put this. I, I I'll give you a case study. I had this this uh, middle aged woman come in who was a school teacher. All right, she just was the bee's knees lovely lovely lady wonderful wonderful human being just gave every ounce of her being to the children that she taught right she was just a, an angel and yet she was totally fatigued and she had all these joint problems and she thought well maybe it was from grading so i've got the carpal tunnel i have the trigger finger i have this major fatigue occasional back pain and you know all we did was put her on a gluten elimination diet we just took out the gluten in her world and she said my gosh i feel 20 years younger i had no idea i thought i would just have to get surgery i'd have to wear these you know braces on my wrist for my carpal tunnel it's gone it's just gone right so these things happen every day and yet people are like you know wait a second i'm i'm going to listen to my doctor my doctor says there's no statistical significance in eliminating foods for disease and I say, please send your doctor over to my progressive practitioner Coach program. Please send this doctor over so I can share the hundreds upon hundreds of research papers in multiple different top tier medical journals. So I can show them everything we talk about is completely and totally scientifically evidence based you and I, we spend time going through literature. I mean, I didn't get two science degrees and spend five years in one of the top naturopathic medicine institutions for nothing. I mean, I had to learn, you know, what was going on. And then after that, I spent over seven years at the Institute for Functional Medicine for my certification. And I had to review thousands upon thousands of research papers to understand these concepts. So the reality is, it all comes back to the most simple thing that Hippocrates told us forever, 790 AD. He started saying, Let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. My goodness. It's so true. I mean, you see this, right? I mean, I do.
1: I do, Tom. And I would say across the board, the patients that I see get the fastest results are the ones that are willing to make the diet changes.
0: Oh my gosh! Right, it's like fighting an uphill battle. I mean, yeah, the, the people and and that's that's our first lesson as clinicians is meeting people where people are.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. when yeah, and I, and I would say to that, a lot of people are very scared about doing an elimination diet.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? They're terrified.
1: Yeah, and and,
0: and overwhelmed. I mm-hmm. mean, they'll they'll look at the elimination diet and they're saying, "You want me to take out my." What am I going to eat? These are all the foods that I – pasta, bread, 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 cheese, cheese. You know, it's like, yeah, there is life beyond that. And the neat thing is, you know, I run people through our Elimination Diet Program online, right? So we have hundreds of people participating at a time, and it's amazing to see how quickly people can adapt How, you know, the first webinar they come on and they're just like, what do you mean I'm supposed to be giving up these certain foods? Like, I can't, I don't know, what am I, if I can't have an omelet for breakfast with my eggs and cheese and then I can't have a sandwich for lunch that's got my lunch meat and my bread and whatever, you know, what am I going to eat? And then I say, well, gee, hmm, my wife has been inventing recipes for the last decade we have now over three thousand commonly used recipes, and really many, many more than that, on our blog and in our cookbooks combined. So it's, it's like wow, there you 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 don't have any any deficit whatsoever. There are no issues with lacking recipes, and the the comments we get from people is like, oh my gosh, I had no idea vegetables could taste so good. Oh my gosh, I would have never thought to prepare chicken with tart cherry juice in a crock pot. And have it be so easy and be so tasty and, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I could feel like this when I woke up in the morning. I thought I had to have coffee every day. Uh I thought that's what I had to do to wake up. But now, you know, I have some kabocha squash, I have some turkey hash, I have some whatever it is they're consuming early in the morning. And boom, my energy level is consistent throughout the day.
1: Uh I mean, the reality is people
0: resist things. Because they don't know things.
1: Yeah, I, I find that too. A lot of resistance is just fear of the unknown.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. And you know, you know who? Taught. I mean, I had that too. So, for the listeners out there, I told this story before. Um, when I was going through naturopathic school, I was honored to go to a seminar by Dr. Tom O'Brien. He just happened to be in our city, and he was talking about gluten. And Dr. Tom O'Brien, he is a gluten guru. I didn't know that at the time, but I was so blessed to be in his presence. And during his seminar, I was like, oh, boy, I had so many symptoms of gluten sensitivity, and I was so scared about Mm. going off of gluten. And it took me three years, Tom. It took me three years to get up the courage to say, okay, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm going to get rid of gluten. I'm going to do it slow, but I'm going to get rid of it and I'm going to see if it helps. And you know what? It did.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is that is the best thing. And I love Tom. He's so clear and concise with his teaching mm-hmm. about gluten stuff. And, and he's had some really fantastic results with, you know, uh, I would say millions of people reaching through his summits and whatnot. So mm-hmm. gosh, he's he's an amazing man. I'm so glad that you were able to hear that. But you know, we have these demons in our head, Carrie, every day. Yeah,
1: really, a lot of it was just my head trash. It was a yes. fear that was in my head.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, well, <laughs> that's, oh, here's the first one, right? It, 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 it's natural. This is human. Yeah, that's right. This is, is, is to deny. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to hear this and you 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 know people. Come on. There's someone in your office or your church or your book club or someone next to you who has gone on, you know, an elimination type diet or what what's now called is like autoimmune paleo paleo or other things they call these, but they're eliminating particular foods that are irritants to them. And you know, they'll they'll get better whether it's the weight loss or the joint pain or whatever the skin disorder disappears. I see psoriasis and eczema disappear so often. Mm-hmm. And you say, "Oh my gosh, okay. You know, maybe this is it, but then they'll read an article and there'll be something in the news that says, oh, this gluten thing is bunk, you know, or their spouse comes and says, oh, you know, there's no science there or whatever. And and they're they're glomming on to any denial they possibly can, right? Well, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work because there's a resistance to change, right? Automatically, you are down on – Permletter taught us this, right, in the Institute for Functional Medicine. He says people are down on what they are not up – on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with what life is like without gluten or without dairy, which are the two most irritant foods for a lot of people, then you, immediately you'll just be like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm, no, I push it away. I can't. I can't. I can't. Right. Until you get enough inspiration, enough input. Maybe this interview is going to inspire somebody mm-hmm. to take action. I'm sure what it you, will. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to read a book or something's going to happen. and All of a sudden it's going to click for them. And it's going to click, and they're going to say, all right, that's it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's at that point that, you know, either they – hopefully they have my book in their hand or they're looking at that online program, and they click purchase, and they they participate in a webinar that just says, look, there have been thousands upon thousands of people before you who have done this, and it was easy for them. They Uh had success. They made it through. You know, the reality is, Carrie. There's there's – 10 to 13 recipes, 10 to 13 recipes is all it takes for someone to shift their entire life.
1: Yeah. When you think about it, we pretty much eat the same things day in and day out. That's it. And I know when I went, when I finally went gluten-free, I realized, you know, as I worked my way through it and I just did it by little by little, you know, first working on my breakfast and then working on my lunch and then working on dinner and, and when I got to the end of it, I was like, wow, that actually wasn't so hard after all.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I'm sure, I'm
1: sure probably you get the same comments from everybody that goes through your program. It's like life-changing for them. And they realize, hey, you know, that was, that actually wasn't that bad. That wasn't uh, too hard. Uh, I hear
0: people kicking themselves all the time. I wish I would have done this sooner. Yeah. I had no idea. That food was such powerful medicine, I had no idea that it wasn't just my skin issue that went away, but it was my cholesterol that normalized, my cardiovascular disease markers that lessened to a point of me now being off of my blood pressure medication, me Uh being off of my statin medication, me now being happy every day. I no longer need my antidepressants. There are so many different things that people say. And they're like, I I had no idea I could have done this. And if I would have known, I would have done it a lot sooner. If I would have known it was going to be this easy, if it was going to taste this good, if I was going to feel this awesome, I would have done it a lot
1: Sooner, But you don't know, and that's okay. You're going to come to it whenever you come to it, right? Right, right. And the tricky thing with food allergies and sensitivities is that they can literally create any kind of symptom in your body from head to toe any kind of symptom, it could potentially be a hidden food allergy or sensitivity. And you could be eating the most healthy foods on the planet and still have a sensitivity. So I had I had a patient, Tom, that was coming to see me, and she had abdominal pain mm. every day, every mm. day for three years. She had been yeah. scanned up and down. She had seen the gastroenterologist. She had seen the gynecologist. They checked everything, oh. and they said... They, well, they couldn't find anything wrong. So she came to see me, and I put her on a basic elimination diet. And you know what? Her biggest trigger, Tom, was coconut. You, you know, coconut right now is considered a superfood. You know, everybody's on yeah. coconut milk and coconut water and coconut oil. And oh, she did that one thing, got coconut out of her diet, and her pain was gone. And, and it was within days. Three years of pain, gone.
0: Oh, my gosh. So that's, yeah.
1: that is, for the listeners out there, that is the part of doing an elimination diet. So, Tom, can you quickly just kind of breeze over what is an elimination diet? How, how, what does the, what's the process like?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. So basically what you're doing is you're going off of the thousands upon thousands of people before you who have removed particular foods, and we look at the scientific literature, and we look at the case studies, and we determine which foods cause the most responses in the most people. And we take out those foods for a period of time. Now, some would argue it needs to be two weeks. Some would say it's three weeks. Some would say it's four weeks. What I'll do is I actually take out a large amount of foods in the beginning and I start adding them back in at two weeks, but they're the less reactive foods. And then we start adding back the heavier stuff after we've taken it out for a while. So here's the premise. If you're eating a food now and your immune system is confused and is launching an attack every time you're eating a food, then you're experiencing the inflammation response after every single meal. So our goal is to stop that.
1: And Tom, wanna... and time that's why people could be eating food on a daily basis that they're sensitive to but not be seeing like oh every time I eat eggs I feel terrible. They just always feel terrible.
0: Oh my god. That's so true. And you know the 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 normal for most people is pretty bad. What people get accustomed to is crazy. And the neat thing is there's a level after that. And once you reach that next level, there's a level after that. So you should be waking up and like your eyes pop open and you go, all right, what's up for today? Let's hit this. Let's go. Right. And you get out of bed and you easily climb out of bed. Right. And you saunter downstairs and you eat your food. And after you eat, you should still feel energy. And then you go throughout your day and you'll have energy that's consistent. There doesn't need to be a slump at three o'clock. There doesn't need to be this total exhaustion by the time you hit dinner time. It doesn't need to happen that way, right? People don't un- understand. They don't know that you don't have to have gas after e- every meal. They don't know that if you are bloating after every meal and you have to loosen your belt, that's a sign of an imbalance. People don't know that you know excessive belching or flatulence, they just don't know. And they think that, okay, well, it's, it's all right to have two bowel movements a week. Yeah, or, yeah they, it's think right.
1: it's, they just think it's normal.
0: Yeah, it's all right to have four to six bowel movements a day. And you're like, no, no, no. This is like, that's not it. There is another level. So until people actually remove some of these foods, they don't even know that level exists.
1: So they eat a very clean diet for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. It just kind of depends on the person. And then what, do, then what happens next? Well,
0: then we just piece the foods back in one by one. So you know, if you read the the book, you'll see there's a couple of different levels of the diet depending on if you're an athlete or a child or a pregnant woman or whatnot. And what you'll see is you'll start adding foods back in one by one and then you're paying close attention to what happens. So we ask you to just listen to what happens to your body after you eat food. And, you know, some people will notice a fog comes over their head. They eat a food and all of a sudden they're not so happy. They're tired. You know, they just feel like they're walking through molasses. Other people that eat a food and all of a sudden their skin flares up, whether it's on their hand or their face or their elbow. You know, when you notice these physical responses to foods, take it out. Take it out. Leave it out for a while and watch out because all of a sudden your body starts healing itself. That's when your energy level goes up. That's when your skin gets really supple and smooth. That's when your gastrointestinal tract calms down and you realize that you don't have to have the gas, nausea, bloating, diarrhea, or constipation. It doesn't have to be there. So once you recognize what it is that's causing your symptoms, then leave that food out for three months. Just leave it out for a while. And then after that three-month time period, and when you read the book, I talk about different foods and supplements that actually help heal the body. And then once the body is healed, then you can challenge that food back in, and sometimes you still respond and sometimes you don't. But what I find is you know, usually in the beginning, people are reacting to a ton of stuff, and then when they challenge back in, you know, they don't respond to some of those things later on. So it's just a matter of calming the system down so it can heal itself, and then the body no longer responds to certain foods. So it's it's wonderful.
1: And so when you say that, when you heal the body and then it doesn't respond to certain foods anymore, what you really mean is you're no longer sensitive to that food anymore.
0: Well, in that time and space, it doesn't mean that you're always not going to be sensitive to it. But, yeah, it, what happens with, you know, there are certain foods that can be problematic, as Tom O'Brien would say, and he and I are, are friends, we talk often, He would say, you know, gosh, the vast majority of people shouldn't add gluten back in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people who are undiagnosed celiac or gluten sensitive people. And, you know, it's best just to leave the gluten out. Most people do better without gluten. But when it comes to, you know, things like eggs or soy or corn, some people, they can add those things back in just fine and not have a response. I would say gluten and dairy are probably the ones that uh, people do better leaving out for a long period of time. Gluten, maybe their whole life. But uh, my gosh. Once you feel the difference, that doesn't sound like a death sentence, that sounds like a, a, a prescription for freedom.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that one of the questions that I get from patients when I'm talking to them about trying an elimination diet, you know, so at you, as you said at the top of the show, that there are blood tests out there, IgG blood tests blood panels that can be done to look for food sensitivities, but they're not that accurate. I actually talk about that in my book as well. And so I'll I'll give the patient, okay, these are your options, but really the best option is the elimination diet. And I'll kind of explain to them, this is what you do. You know, you eat a very good diet, very clean diet, I should say, for a period of time. And then you slowly add things one by one back in your diet and you watch for any reactions. And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So they're following me. Uh-huh, I get it. And then the next question is, well, then do I have to avoid that food for the rest of my life?
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> it's scary to them, right? Because right yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, and now every... they, they,
1: haven't even, they haven't even taken the first step into their program, but they're already thinking, oh, my God, will I have to stop eating something for the rest of my life? How do you mm-hmm. respond to that question, because I'm sure you get that a lot?
0: No, you're not going to have to leave it out for the rest of your life. No, uh, the vast majority of foods you know a lot of people will tolerate, but here's the reality, curious that that's that's coming from a, a limited space of 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 knowledge, right mm-hmm. so you're you're worried about taking a food out. But when you take the food out and you feel fabulous, then the choice is always yours. Yeah. I mean, if you add that food back in and your only symptom is mild fatigue, you know, then some people say, well, I'd rather have the mild fatigue and still eat my chocolate. But then, you know, I say, well, look at the data on autoimmune diseases. Look at the data on chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. I mean, it starts in the gut. And when someone has an eroded gut or a worn down gut or a leaky gut is what it's called then they leave themselves more susceptible to other diseases later on whether it's parkinson's disease or whether it's the hashimoto's thyroiditis whatever it is you know you've got to calm the gut down to avoid all disease so the reality is, you know, I say, well, yeah, you can risk that if you want, or you can leave it out. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. And some people don't react at all once they add back in, you know, three months. They don't know fatigue, no, no skin problems, no bowel problems, nothing. So then I just say, eat it up. You're fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So my last question for you is, what is your thought about rotation diets? Do you think they have any kind of validity?
0: I have not seen them work. Um, you know, that's the thing, right? When we go through the elimination process, that was one of the things that was taught to us in school was try a rotation diet. You'll lower the sensitivity response uh-huh, of people. Uh-huh. I just don't see that. I see that usually you need a lot longer than the three to five to seven days or ten days of rotation before the immune system calms down. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm glad you said that because that's how I feel too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I well, I you know, clinically, I mean, you just watch yeah. people, <laughs> and if yeah. they worked, great. But they, I just haven't seen them work at all.
1: Yeah, so instead of eating that food every day and having a reaction, well, now you're eating it every four days, but you're I'm having, still a reaction having a reaction every four <laughs> days. So you're not really making that much forward progress. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, a lot of people claim or they recommend these rotation diets, but really, so what it all boils down to is. Eat, eat the clean diet for two to four weeks, then slowly add foods one at a time back in to see if anything causes you symptoms. And then those foods that do cause you symptoms, you really should just stop eating for a period of time. It could be three months, it could be four months, it could be six months before trying to add it back in your diet one more time to see, okay, now six months later, do I still have a reaction to eggs? Oh, no, I don't. Or yes, I do. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And then from that position, you are now in a position of power. Uh-huh. You know what foods are causing you pain and suffering and which ones aren't. Because the reality is, not everybody does well with all foods. Yeah. If, you, if you look at animals in the animal kingdom, my gosh, if you feed an animal grapes or chocolate, it could kill them, depending on what kind of animal it is. So, you know, certain animals, because of their genetics and their type, you know, they, they don't respond well to certain chemicals and foods. Well, humans can be that way. And it can be based on how much stress we have, how much inflammation we have. There are so many different times in life when you might have changed how your body responds to foods. You know, I, I see this after trauma. My gosh, childbirth, death of a spouse, auto accidents, all of a sudden chemical injuries. People respond to foods almost overnight. And so, you know, there's going to be times in your life when you're going to be like, all of a sudden, I don't really feel good and I don't know what it is. It may be your food. So you just do this elimination diet and boom, you can figure it out.
1: So for our listeners out there, you know, we talk about diets on the Functional Medicine Radio Show very often. There's so many different diets out there. The one right now, the paleo diet has a, you know, it's a really great healthy diet. It's got a lot of great healthy foods on it, but really... The best place to start is an elimination diet to see, really, what are your food friends and what are your food enemies? What is the diet that works best for you? So, Tom, how can our listeners find out more about you? Where can they find their book, your book? What is your website? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the website is wholelifenutrition.net.
0: And if you just come on over to wholelifenutrition.net, our head page has information on our program, on our book, on the elimination diet itself. So you can click on those. You can get some free cooking videos that you can sign up for. You can actually buy the book from the site. You just go and click on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And once you do, then you can enter in your receipt code on our site and we'll give you a free elimination diet cookbook with over 20 amazing recipe, world-class elimination diet recipes So that's fantastic. And then, of course, the program itself runs, and you get to have me coach you through the Elimination Diet, through audio support and and through webinars and through a a Facebook support group. And Allie gives cooking instruction videos, so that's all there on the website as well. And then we also have the Nourishing Meals blog, NourishingMeals.com, where Allie gives away free, -free, gluten-free, dairy-free recipes all the time. So, gosh, there's tons of resources. We just want people to feel better, Carrie, and we've found over the last decade that this is the most potent intervention people can do. There's nothing I've seen. There's no supplement I've seen that compares. There's no specific dietary protocol that I've seen that
1: compares. This is the first step, I would say, for functional medicine health. Mm -hmm. I do agree. I do agree. And for our listeners out there, I'll make sure that all of those resources that Tom just mentioned, all of his fabulous resources, I'll make sure that they are in the podcast notes so that you can easily find him and find his program. Tom, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview.
0: Oh, it was such an honor, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me.
1: All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Tom Molter. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone.